Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey now and welcome in. Good afternoon. The number one ranked LSU Tigers are back in action tonight taking on the Ole Miss Rebels. Herb Tyler, how are you, sir? K-Dog, I am still, still sky high, baby. Man, these (laughs) boys, look, I told you, and you know we talked about this before, before the season, before we started the first game, I said, guess what? This is the year. And guess what, man? We beat them. We finally got them. It's been eight games, man. And the emotions from Coach O last week after that game said it all. And I think that is the same emotion that everyone, everyone here in the state of Louisiana felt after that game. It was awesome, man. Great. Yeah, it certainly was. And you called it. You and Jimmy Smith were the only two I heard that said this is the year that LSU topples Bama, and look, and I know that I know they're going to start screaming at us on the text line and the phone line. Stop talking about Alabama. The players have put that in the rearview mirror. I, I am confident in that. But we can still revel in it while we get ready to talk about Ole Miss. Let me tell you something, Christian. I don't play for LSU anymore, and neither do you. So right now, we can enjoy this. Right, I now, never man. did. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could have, man. I, look, you would have been one of the boys. Okay, you could. I, I don't know about that. I yeah, play. yeah, definitely. I'm not very good. Hey. Uh, hey, so Alabama, let's start off with Alabama's quarterback, Tua Tagovailoa, yes. carted off the field versus mm-hmm. Mississippi State. Man, that's not look good. I, I did not think he would play this uh, against Mississippi State this week. Um, I mean, because at the end of last week, I mean, you saw how ginger he was walking on that leg. Um, and and, and I, I just didn't think that Nick would take a, take a chance at playing him right now, maybe give him another week off or two. Kind of get him rested. I think they can beat you know the, the the next couple of opponents that they have without him. But at the end of the day, look, if you're gonna get out there, you got to play the game, and whatever happens, happens. I mean, he had what a nose bleed, and he was bleeding from the face or something, and then also his ankle or his, his leg. He couldn't put any pressure his on his hip. right leg. Yeah, his hip was. His hip. Uh, he's got a hip injury. Yeah, that's what it's being told. Or uh, yeah, that ain't good. It doesn't look good. No, no, that's not good because you know the every time I hear a hip injury, injury, you know what I think about, and he could not put pressure on his leg. Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson, man. Ended his career. Yeah, I know. I know. Yep. I I know LSU fans don't take any uh, sympathy for Alabama. I get it. But for this, in this case, for a great player and a Heisman Trophy candidate and a guy that could potentially go on to play in in the NFL, you got to hope for the best. Even if you're an LSU fan, don't let your your LSU purple and gold blind you on this. You got to hope for the best with two attack of Iloa. I don't think college football. Yeah, I don't think that's happening on on the social media. I've been seeing people just asking the question, why is he still in the game? 35, you know, they're up 35 to seven with 28 seconds left in the, in the, in the first half. And so I think people are placing the blame on, on Nick right now more than anything, because they're like, you know, Hey, Tua, you know, you look, you know, take care of your future. Don't let Nick do it because he won't. But, I, I mean, I don't know. You know, we're not there. We don't know what the conversation was on the sideline. Maybe he was supposed to play out the remainder of the half and then, you know, come in to start the third quarter. Then then uh, the the backup quarterback would come in. But we don't know. A test now for LSU. They go from the Hunters to the Hunted mm-hmm. as the number one team in the country. 
And Coach O talked about how they got you know they they've got to stay focused on Ole Miss. This is their this is Ole Miss's biggest game of the year. Mm-hmm. It's their playoff because it's a, it's a rivalry week. Um, but I, do, you, do you have any concern about a letdown or any kind of trap? No, 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 no. This this team is just different, man. You know when you know, we talked about it before, they have they literally had the eye of the tiger in their eyes, right? And they they have you said that they they went from the hunter to being hunted. Well, I don't think they're they're not going to ever not hunt. I think Coach O is a man who who has a sight set on something spectacular that's probably never been done in college football before, and I think he's um he's got those guys and those boys ready to roll. And that's the thing, man. This team is, you know, we, we talked about it before. This team, in my opinion, has championship pedigree, right? I, I don't. I haven't seen a letdown yet. I, I haven't seen them play down to their opponent at all. I've always seen them play up to every opponent and even better than whatever opponent they faced. Yeah, and you know, there's one thing that gives me solace in knowing that I'm not I shouldn't be concerned about a letdown. As you heard it right after the game from Joe Burrow. This was not their biggest goal. Nope. It was not their main goal. It was to beat Alabama. They have bigger and better goals than than beating Alabama. And I believe them and the leadership on that team. I just think I'm with you. Their their focus is razor sharp. Yep. They're set on they're set on one thing and one thing only, and that is to win a national championship. Uh, and pick up an SEC championship along the way. I'm not concerned whatsoever about well, a letdown game. Well, well, you start with first of all, foremost, you win the West, right? And then you get into the SEC championship. Then you win the SEC championship, which gives you an opportunity to play in the playoffs, which also gives you an opportunity to become the national champion. And that's what they have their sight set on. Their sight was set on their first goal is to win the West and then win the SEC championship. And then you know, you know, you, you look, you, you're losing, you go home in the playoffs. It is what it is. You got one, you got two games to win after that. So that's it. Herb, when we come back, I want you to break down this Ole Miss offense that can get it done on the ground, but yes. it's a it's a kind of an unconventional uh, kind of approach that they take. They they flat out come off the bus wanting to run the football. We'll have you break that down next. It's the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show getting you ready for LSU and Ole Miss coming up tonight at six o'clock right here on WWL. What that's going to do is it's going to put a strain on you know with Michael Divinity not being there. Um, I think that that makes a difference, but these guys are stepping up, so we have to. Um, do a little bit better than what we did in the second half against Bama. If you notice in the second half against Bama, Najee Harris started to pick it up a little bit. He ended up with 19 yards rushing. I'm sorry, 19 rushes total, but he didn't. They didn't run him at all in the first the first half for whatever reason. Um, but but he kind of got loose a little bit on us in the second half. So we have to control that. We have to make sure that we we tackle well. Something that we did not do in the, really well in the beginning of the season. Um, we weren't tackling very well until after that first bye week. And then we came back and we started attacking well. So hopefully we can continue to get better with that and make sure we can get some penetration up front. The best thing to stop, the best way to stop a rushing attack is by your defensive lineman playing in the backfield, right? That way, that way you kind of disrupt that offensive uh, uh, running game plan that they have to try to stop them at the point of attack. That's the best way to stop it. Phone lines are open at 504-260-1870. Text 870-870. Are you worried about a trap game for LSU and Ole Miss today. And there's another factor here at play. And, and Coach O knows that environment really well. He coached up there. So he can prepare that team for what they're going to expect up there. Absolutely. And, look, that's a, it's a, they, have, they have a great fan base. They really do. I mean, it's not a huge school, but they take pride in their, in their red, white, and blue, man. They, 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 love, they love Ole Miss, man. They, they love that place. And it's not an easy place to play, even though the stadium is not huge. Um, it's loud. Um, it's somewhat intimidating, um, and, and and they're going to come out to play. They're an SEC West team right now, 
Um, I think they're ranked fifth in the SEC standings right now in the, in the West anyway. And um, they're not they're not a horrible team at all by any stretch of the means. Their record is two and four right now in the conference, four and six overall. But it's not really. I mean, they're they're, they're zero and four away, you know, away from home, you know, and 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 it's like, okay, guys, what are you doing? You know, I think these guys just they have a a, a, a just you know they just they're just not really confident in what they do. So um, and then you know it's it's Ole Miss LSU. It this in my opinion. Is 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 a rivalry game. It's not as big and as hyped as any other game, but there's a lot of ties with Ole Miss and LSU and Louisiana and Mississippi right there. Um, yeah, so a lot sure. of people, you know, a lot of people are on on one side of the fence or not, you know. Looking at some of the teams they played, they lost to 18th ranked Mrs., uh, excuse me Memphis to open the season. Right. Uh, they beat Arkansas 31 to 17. Beat th- beat Southeastern 40 to 29. Cal Cal beat them 28 to 20. And I'm not diminishing Cal, but there's no way Cal should ever beat any SEC team, to be honest with you. And then uh, they put up 31 points in a loss to Alabama. They scored 31 uh, to six, beat the Vanderbilt Commodores 31 to 26, and then uh, lost to Missouri, um, Texas A&M by a touchdown. Auburn, they hung with Auburn, lost 20 to 14, and they beat up on New Mexico State 41 to three. But if you look at the, when they have to step up in competition. It's they hard play for well. Them to yeah, well, they they still play well. They run the ball. They're going to run the ball. And one of the things right now, you know, college football is transitioning from what we used to do, right? Three yards in the cloud of dust, or really like eight yards in the cloud of dust, really. But um, you know, college football is is transitioning from that to a more of a passing game. And the weird thing about it is, Ole Miss uh, three three years ago was throwing the ball like crazy. You know, they had. Uh, really good quarterbacks, really good uh, receivers and things of that nature, and they was putting the ball up. But now this team is a little bit different, a little bit different dynamic, as we talked about before. They want to get off the bus running the ball, and they want to see if you can stop them from running the ball, and they want to eat clock up too. So then that's one of the ways that, that you have to try to play LSU in the way that we play. We want to you know, score quick and we want to score often. Um, and, and the way to try to beat us is to keep our offense off the field. Yeah, and Herb, it, yeah, you got to play ball control to yep. beat LSU. And, mm-hmm. and, th- and Ole Miss wants to do that, but they're not big up front. They're not no. terribly big no. up front. They, they, I w- would you describe their running attack as kind of a finesse more so than power? I think it is. I think it's more of, hey, look, do you know where the ball is right now? No, not really. It's not more of a turnaround and get in the eye formation and just, you know, hand it off and I'm, let's see if my big boys can push your big boys around. I don't think it's that. It's more of a – Okay, guys, uh, you know, can you figure out where the ball is? And then when we do have the ball, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna press the edges, meaning, you know, they're gonna get to the outside, and then try to uh, to, to to have those backs and the quarterback playing up against safeties and corners, and outside linebackers versus inside linebackers and D tackles. Aside from turning over the football, a big stat will be how well, or how who is winning in the early downs. If Ole Miss is playing a lot of second and threes, third and threes, yeah, that means that that. That's not good for LSU. If they get them in third and eights, get them in a lot of third and long situations, because, again, they're not suited, Herb, to throw the ball all over the yard. No, that's exactly correct. Um, you know, that the, their game is is predicated on them getting second and threes, second and twos, you know, second and fours. Um, at the end of the day, you know, I, I think it's going to be somewhat of a challenge in the beginning. I'm, I'm not sure how we're going to come out initially, fired up, uh, ready to roll, things like that. So what we have to do is we have to make sure that we get off the field. We mean LSU get off the field on third downs on defense, right? Um, and like you said, put them in a, in a little bit deeper third down positions, third and sevens, third and eights, third and tens, things like that. 
um, keep them, you know, keep the chains off balance for them to try to see if they can throw the ball. Now I think they can throw the ball a little bit, um, but it's just not something that they really want to do, you know. So at the end of the day, you know, we got we got we got a great defensive backfield that I don't think they want to challenge. I think they're going to try to challenge us on the edges. Herb, it is election day, so we want to just remind folks yes. to get out there and cast your vote. Yep. Doesn't matter who you vote for; I don't care. Nope. Just as a as an American, as a civic duty, go out there and cast your ballot. Um, and of course, we'll have election coverage tonight yes. once the polls close. But um, Herb and I both encourage you guys yep. to all go, get out there and cast your vote if you haven't already done so. Yep, we we voted early, so we voted last week or week good. before last, whatever it was. Good for, good yep. for you guys. I, I cast my ballot as well, so uh, it's one of the things that. Look, I don't miss Herb, and I'm not trying to get too too much into political stuff, but I just don't miss it. I, I, I really – it's something I take very seriously in voting. Well, first and foremost, Christian, we thank you for your service. You know, one of well, the thanks. reasons – one of the things that you did was to give us an opportunity to be able to vote. So, um, and, you know, you can't you can't say anything if you haven't cast a vote, right? That's right. Um, at the end of the day, or if you want to say whatever you want to, if you haven't cast a vote, that's fine, but it, go, it falls on deaf ears. Well said. Phone lines are open at 504-260-1870. We'll get back to LSU and Ole Miss today. Are you concerned about the lack of tackling or the lack of fundamentals in their tackling for LSU? Concern, no, um, because they've actually gotten a ton, like just a tremendous amount better than what they did initially um, in the first two, three games of the season uh, when I think where everybody was a little bit panicky about the defense. Um but last week showed a lot that, you know, these guys are prepared and they're ready to make some moves, right? And um, and they're playing with so much energy and they're flying around the ball on defense. The fact of the matter is, as long as they're in the right place at the right time, I think they can make a, they can make the plays. And and these guys are talented enough to do that. So I'm not concerned anymore about it. I think we've righted that ship. I think Coach Aranda has really made some strides since that first um, off week or bye week. And um, I think I think at the end of the day, man, like I said, I can't harp on this enough. At the end of the day, this is a championship pedigree team, and these guys know what it takes to win. And they've beaten four top ten ranked teams, um, and then including number two Alabama, who's been a stigma on our back for too too long now. Um, so, with that being said, I'm not really concerned about it. I want them to play well. I hope they come out of the gates hype um, with a lot of enthusiasm. I hope they come out and play fast. And, and really aggressive on defense. Um, and I hope we can make some turnovers as well. Herb, I'm going to see if I can explain this right. So I was, you know, a couple of people on Twitter and on the text are saying, ah, LSU's defense is giving up way too many points. That's going to be their fatal flaw. Well, first off, <laughs> you faced a really, really good offense last week. Yep. Secondly, tell me if I'm wrong here. Sometimes teams take on a personality – uh, subconsciously. In other words, the defense is playing a little bit more of like, hey, we know that we, we don't want them to score, but we know that our offense can can rebound for us and can make up for us. So, and subconsciously, you're going, you're going, all right, we we want to stop them, but we trust our offense as well. So, I guess, kind of defensively, you might take a different approach subconsciously if that makes sense. Well, I mean, you can you can take that approach or you think that, but if you're beating Vanderbilt 66 to 38, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, we give up 38, but we score 66. All right. So, okay. So our defense may be thinking that I think at the end of the day though, when you, when you, when you, when it gets down to it against Alabama last week, I mean, the, at the halftime, we were up 20 points. 
you know, I think Alabama had 13 points at halftime, and they had one off of a, a, a punt return or kick return, and then yep. um, something else. I can't remember, remember what it was. Um, but it, it was not like the defense was giving up anything in the first half. Second half, you're playing a number two ranked team who has a potential Heisman Trophy candidate at quarterback. You and got, adjustments. The it, adjustment master in Nick Saban. Not only that, you had then you also have great wide receivers played that that ended up becoming greater in that in, at that game, right? Um and so at the end of the day, um if you have more points than your opponent and you won the game, it doesn't matter. So I can we can say all day long, well, they need to not give up as many points, but they're still nine and oh. Right, and we can't we can't really say okay, what's the team out there right now that's going to score more points than us? Ohio State, you want to say that? Okay, well, who's Ohio State played? Have they faced any defense like ours? Nope, they have not. So, I mean, I don't I don't know. At the end of the day, uh, you know, our defense is doing just enough in order to win, and even better than that because, I mean, we don't have what's the the closest game we have was against Alabama. 46-41 by five points was a win. At the end of the day, that's Alabama in in Tuscaloosa, right? At the time, and they were number two. So, um, I mean, I think I think we're fine, man. I don't have any worries on the defensive side. I just want to make sure that we can create turnovers and we can cause havoc in the backfield for opposing quarterbacks. He's Herb Tyler. I'm Christian Garrick. It's the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show here on WWLAMFM.com. Man, I hate seeing about this story on WWLradio.com about a shooting at a high school football game, Herb, yeah, in New, New Jersey. Jersey. right? Yeah, New Jersey. Yeah. Authorities have charged five men, including the yeah. alleged gunman, in connection with a shooting at a New Jersey high school football game that they said Saturday was the result of uh, some petty vengeance. Three people were wounded, include two, including two serious, and the shooting at a packed Friday night playoff game between Camden, the Camden Panthers and the Pleasantville Greyhounds. Real quick, Camden, New Jersey. I served with a guy in the Marine Corps from Camden, New Jersey, and he said it's a rough part of town. It's just hard. It, it is hard over there. So when I saw Camden, I immediately hearkened back, and I, was, I remember what, what my friend told me in the Marine Corps about Camden, New Jersey being just tough, just tough to grow up in. Uh, but this is nonsense. This is senseless to have a shooting at a high school football game. I don't care where it's at. It's just it's mind-blowing to me to think that this would go on in this country at a high school football game. Yeah, I mean, you, you know how it is, man. It's um, it, it's it's something that we need to stop. We need to figure out what's the root cause of it all, um, you know, and, and, and figure out a way to, to change the mindsets of, of people who are, who are doing horrible crimes and things like this. I mean, because think about it. It's a innocent game of football with teenagers, you know what I'm saying, with kids there's there's kids from all ages, all walks of life that are out there that's seeing this. It's not good, not good at all. Getting back to LSU and Ole Miss today, um, Auburn uh, put up 340 yards on this defense, Ole Miss's defense, earlier in the year. And I'm not knocking Auburn, but offensively they don't have the firepower that that LSU does. So if, if Auburn could put up that many points – I mean, that, that many yards, 340, you kind of wonder, gosh, how much can, can Alabama, I mean, can LSU put up? Could they hang 50 points and 550 or 600 yards? I think they can definitely do, you know, 400, 500 yards total of offense and put up 50 easy. I mean, I think we can put 60 on them. I mean, that's just the way it is. Right now we're we're hot, we're on the road, and, and Joe, Joe Burrow is playing just as good as anybody else in the country. 
He's actually playing better than every other quarterback in the country. Thank right you. Now. I'm so, glad you. I'm glad you, you went so, further into that because I was yeah. like, he's the best quarterback in the country. Right yeah. Now. No, he's. I mean, it's just the the, the scheme, the game plans, and what, what we're doing, and the way he digests everything throughout the week, and then it just you know he just lets it all fly on Saturdays, you know, and uh, and then he has a ton of talent around him that's helping him. Coaches in the press box that are calling great plays for him, putting them all in great situations. Oh, and by the way, he has this guy behind him or next to him by the name of Clyde Edwards-Hilaire who's having a magnificent season right now. And, the, 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 I mean, who saw Sproles that happen? 2.0. Right? Who saw that happen, right? You did. Um, right, exactly. I know. Um, at the end of the day, uh, you know, that's and that's the thing. That's what Alabama couldn't stop. They couldn't stop our firepower. So I know for a fact that Ole Miss will not be able to stop us from scoring points, right? Um, and and, I, and they won't stop us from gaining yards either. I think I think we'll see uh, Ty Davis Price run the ball a little bit today as well. Um, I think we might even see some of those a uh, couple of those younger guys that receiver also catch some balls. The Rebels rushed for over two hundred yards in five of the past six games. Yeah. So yeah. what gives tonight? I think that again LSU's physicality up front on defense is going to be more than um, Ole Miss can ultimately handle. They're, they're, it's just going to they, – they'll pop some runs. I expect yes, Ole yes. Miss to score some score some points. But I think overall the physicality is going to get to them. I think Ole Miss will score 20 points, 21 points, something like that um, in this game. I think they'll probably rush for 150 yards, to be honest with you. But it's not going to be like that's going to – you know, it's, it's not going to be something that's going to um, um, really dominate the game, if you will. I think we'll end up scoring, like you said – you know, 40 to 50 points, maybe even 60 points um, with a total 500-something yards uh, total of offense. You know, Joe Burrow needs 150 yards passing tonight to pass Rohan Davis' single-season record of uh, of passing yards in a single season. And guess he what? He might get he's that in the get, first quarter. He, might get, he definitely might get that in the first quarter. It depends. It depends. But he's definitely going to get in the first half. I can tell you that much. Herb, we have an interview to play. Uh, Amos Morale the third sat down with LSU head football coach Ed Ogeron. Right. Here it is. Coach, first off, obviously a, a big win, naturally. Uh, what was the last, uh, that, that celebration like yesterday, maybe watching the film? Fantastic. Obviously, uh, a lot of great plays on that field. Our team played their heart out. Our coaching staff did a tremendous job of preparing this football team. I want to thank our LSU fans that were there. They were loud and proud in that stadium. I thought it was a great night for LSU, a great night for the state of Louisiana. But I will say this, uh, we need to play for 60 minutes. Uh, we played 30 minutes, a great first half. We need to come out in the second half and finish. I mean, Obviously, you guys were playing a, a very talented team. You had to expect that they, were gonna be, uh, <laughs> they weren't just going to lie down after that halftime. But did you like the way your team responded once they did come back and push the, uh, you know, kind of punch them in the mouth? Sure. Our offense kept on coming, uh, especially the drive, the runs by Clyde and the quarterback pull by Joe. Outstanding. And then our hands team, uh, Justin Jefferson, that might be the most important catch I've seen all all of my career. He caught that football and for us to get in that victory formation at Tuscaloosa was a great, great night for the Tigers. Uh, you joked after the game that you might be able to go to the convenience store, and now you yeah. won't have to hear it. Uh, did you make any trips? Uh, <laughs> any no, any trips to the store yet? I haven't yet, but I can't wait. You know, obviously when I go out recruiting, and I can't wait to see the wonderful people in Louisiana. And I know they're happy, and I'm happy for them. All right. Obviously, uh, you mentioned after the game also that winning this game, there were going to be bigger games. 
you know, how do you reinforce that knowing that your next opponent hasn't had the season that yeah. I think they've expected and I think a lot of people expected? Well, we know Ole Miss is going to play their best game against us. It's going to be a hostile crowd over there, but you know what? This is a big game for us. Every game is big for us. So now I wanted to get where we want to go. Ole Miss just happens to be our next game. Uh, obviously, uh, Ole Miss presents a challenge. You know, they use a very athletic quarterback, but you've seen some athletic quarterbacks this season so far. Uh, just how do you prepare for uh, that team and, you know, what they've been able to do? We play good fundamental football, especially in the front seven. Uh, tackle, he's very fast. We have to contain him, set edges, not let him run the football in the middle. And then, obviously, uh, you mentioned uh, the defensive line, uh, Benito Jones. That's a guy that you know has been playing well for a while now. Uh, you know that front uh, coming off a game that they had against Alabama. Uh, how do you, what do you tell your offensive line and you know to prepare for you know another you know another challenge? Yeah, keep on going. Uh, we have Austin Deckless is, is going to be down for for the week. He's doubtful for the game, so we got some guys that got to step up. Next man up, Bedore Traor got to step up. Adrian McGee got to step up. These guys are going to answer the bell. Uh, you talk about Adrian. That's a guy we've seen make some plays this year. Uh, and, you know, looking around the field all over, even in that Alabama game, you know, Ika came out there and made some plays. Uh, you saw Marcel get some nice pressure. Yeah. Uh, how, and I know we've talked about this before, but how nice has it been to see that when you put these young guys in, they respond and they take advantage? I love it. We tell them we put 11 men on the field and we fight like Tigers. It don't matter if you're first, second, or third team, you're an LSU Tiger, you represent. Our guys are doing it. Uh, and Cordell Flott is another guy that you know we've seen him make plays all year. You put him in there against arguably one of the best receivers in the conference, and goes out there and makes a play immediately. It's just uh, you know nice to see that. Obviously, Cordell's one of our best corners, and he's been hurt a little bit, but he's has an outstanding freshman year. He's a great young man. It was good to see those guys make some big plays in a big game that gives them confidence for later on. And just how important has it been that you know? the big names on the team have gone out and made big plays. You know, we saw Jamar make some huge catches. Terrace gets in the end zone once again. And obviously, you know, we don't got to talk about Joe because he's just been Mr. Consistency. But how nice has it been, you know, all right, we're going to put these guys out there and we know we're going to get good plays. Yeah, that's what you need, especially against a team like Alabama and SEC. Your big-time players got to make big-time plays. Uh, our team is playing that as a cohesive unit right now. They care about each other. They have a will to win like no other team I've ever been a part of. They have great character and great grit. And then obviously, uh, you know, on the road again, uh, you know, the fact that they've played so well on the road, they've responded. Is it something about this team that just maybe is their maturity that they just like, you know, kind of going in uh, to enemy territory? Yeah, we like getting on the plane, man. We like being at the hotel. We like our Friday night meetings. Uh, by the way, Sam Nader gave our team a tremendous speech on Friday night, he had a video of all the wins against Alabama, the LSU team, and he did a tremendous job. So I can't thank him enough for the job that he did and contributed to getting our team ready. But our team loves going on the road. We love the hostile environments, and this is going to be one. All right, Coach. Well, uh, I know obviously the fans are looking for you guys to keep it rolling, uh, so appreciate the time as always. Go Tigers. LSU head football coach Ed Ogeron with Amos Morale the third. We'll step away and come back. It's the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show here on WWL. Steam rolling on to the 4 o'clock hour. We're handed off to the LSU Sports Radio Network. This is the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show featuring one of the all-time greats at LSU at quarterback, Herb Tyler. I'm Christian Garrick. Phone lines are open at 504-260-1870. Text 870 
870. Around college football, it is rivalry week. Michigan, Michigan State, et cetera. We'll get you some scores as they unfold as well and, and get you a scoreboard of some of the top games in college football as we speak right now. And, Herb, when you look at uh, this matchup again for LSU and Ole Miss, um, this would make their season, this would make their their uh, decade for LSU uh, to beat LSU today. Oh, yeah, yeah. They have a number one ranked team coming Oxford, and for them to take a take us down would be great i mean it would i could literally see them you know running on the field but it's not gonna happen i mean I, <laughs> as much as i you know look it's gonna be a competitive game and i don't want to make it seem like it's not um but I, I just think that i just think that we're just we're just better than them and um we're destined for greatness this year um and so you know it, it's it is the sec west foe you know once again like i said there's a lot of ties louisiana and mississippi especially old miss um but I just think that this is going to be one of those types of games where, you know, it, we're going to be going into, I, you know, I think we're going to be going in the third quarter. LSU will be up by 21, 28 points. I, I really do. Now, look, Plumlee is going to play really good. I think he's going to run the ball. I think he's going to be a, a dynamic player that we have to, you know, literally put our hands on him and get him to the ground and not allow him to make any more plays. And, and then that includes the, the additional, you know, running backs that they also have that's, we, we've got to get those boys on the ground. But I think, like Coach O said, and, 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 and you know, we, we have to set the edges. We have to push, get a big push up the middle with our defensive um, defensive line and uh, create some havoc in the backfield on Ole Miss's backfield. Herb, in the NFL, it's any given Sunday. It's not necessarily – that doesn't hold true in college football on any given Saturday just because if you're the more talented team, it's just you're just going to win the game. Opposed to in the NFL, look, we saw last week the Saints are, are – clearly the more talented team between them and the Falcons, but they, they ended up losing to the Falcons. It's not it, – people are going to hear those words that you said or hear what I'm saying and go, oh, yeah, see, uh, any given Saturday, look, you never know. Yes, it's the SEC, but LSU is clearly the most talented teams, yeah. team, and and that usually wins out. That usually wins in college football. Now, if they go out there and turn the ball over four times, yeah, right, right, and right. have a bunch of fifteen right. penalties and right. one hundred and twenty yards, right. then sure, right. they could get beat. Correct, but I, I mean, what's the likelihood of that happening? I, I just don't see that. This, you know, when when you've done your due diligence as a coach and you prepared these guys to be where they are now, it's not just going to. I don't see the wheels falling off the wagon right now. I just don't see it. Um, and you're right. Any given Sunday, these guys are all. Everybody's talented in the NFL, right? I don't care what you what people say. Every team has a really great team in the NFL. It's just all about scheme. It's about who's playing the best that day, who's making mistakes, and who's not. In college, like you said, there's a big disparity in in some teams. You know, from one from the best team in the SEC to the worst team in the SEC, the, the talent is. You know, what I'm saying the difference between the talent is actually visible. You can see it. So and that's what I mean by that. You know. Ole Miss has been down a couple of years now since they had some sanctions that were brought up on them for for some things that they did, and and it's showing, and that's why they're you know what four and six right now. I mean that's exactly what they are. They're two and four in the in the conference. So I mean I, I just don't see them. I don't see a win by Ole Miss tonight. I see LSU charging on and continue to prove to everyone in the, in the country that we're number one. Gene on line one. Go ahead, Gene. You're on WWL. Yeah, look, I know. I just see. I just got a text right here, Herb. Go ahead, run your mouth. It's not about running our mouths. It's a, it's just simply stating that LSU well, look, is the more talented team. Why can't Why can't we be confident that we're going to go in there and win the game? I mean, what's wrong with that? I mean, you want me to say, oh, we, you know, oh, we can, we we definitely going to make sure that we got to do this and tiptoe and all. No, 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 no. We're going to go in there. We're going to do what we do every week. Why not? Why not be confident? 
and, and, and what the guys have been taught throughout the week and make sure that, the you know, hope that the coaches have put together a really good game plan to be successful. I don't see why that's – what's wrong with that? That's You know what I'm saying? Like, we go into every Saints game the same exact way, don't we? Why not do it this week for LSU? Gene, I'll carry you over in the next hour. You only have about a minute to talk, so I don't want to run you up against the clock, so you will lead off next hour. Gene Herb Tyler, Christian Garrick, it's the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show. You can weigh in as well at 504-260-1870, text 870-870. How do you expect – what kind of game do you expect from LSU today against Ole Miss? Comfortable win, nail-biting win, a shocking upset? You tell us at 504-260-1870. This is WWL. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 